Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. Good morning, brothers and sisters. We welcome you to the Church of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Let us join together in worship. Amen. I've asked Brother Frank Simone to lead us in prayer in Italian, and then his son Marcello will uh, translate it for us. Thanks, Brother Frank. Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Pace del Signore. Hallelujah. Mi ha messo nel cuore Gesù. Vogliamo camminare avanti in fino alla fine col Signore a fianco. Il Signore promesse con noi in ogni tempo, non ci lascia, non ci abbandona. E noi crediamo che le sue promesse sono sì e amen, che non possono già mai, già mai essere cambiate. Alleluia al nome del Signore. Padre d'amore, in questa mattina ti ringraziamo per ogni cosa, per ogni cosa. Per Gesù Cristo, nostro Signore e Salvatore, per la salvezza delle anime nostre. La salvezza è la cosa più importante, più ricca, più carica che possiamo avere. L'alma salva. L'alma salva. Le altre cose passano via. Gloria al nome del Signore. Benci le intere congregazioni. Io prego per tutte le intere congregazioni ogni giorno. Mia moglie e io preghiamo insieme per le intere congregazioni. Voi siete i miei fratelli, i miei sorelli in Cristo Gesù, comprati allo stesso prezzo. Alleluia. Nel nome di Gesù Cristo, nostro Signore Salvatore. Amen. Ti ringraziamo che abbiamo compiuto cento anni di anniversario. Cento anni, non sono cento giorni, non sono cento mesi, sono cento anni. Al Signore della gloria. Alleluia. Al Signore della gloria. Siamo qui e vogliamo essere fedeli al Signore infino alla fine dei nostri giorni. E se siamo fedeli al Signore fino alla fine, un giorno, non so quando, Vedremo il Signore a faccia a faccia e il Signore ci dirà, ben fatto, mio buono e fedele Salvatore. Entra nella gioia del tuo Signore. Vogliamo entrare nella gioia del Signore e saremo con Lui per tutte, per tutte, per tutte le necessità. Dove ci sarà mai fine. Alleluia, al nome del Signore. Al Signore tra la gloria. Alleluia. Al Signore tra la gloria. Alleluia. I'm not going to remember everything he said, so I'll just translate what he was, the, the, the uh, shorter version. Father of love, we thank you for everything and for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, for the salvation of our souls. Bless the entire congregation in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. We thank you that we celebrate 100-year anniversary. To the Lord be all the glory. You got all that now? There's going to be a quiz after. 
quiz after. Thanks so much uh, for, for sharing that with us. Again, we're stepping back a little bit in our history. The pews that you see before you where our choir is sitting were the original pews from the original church. Uh, going, going back. If you don't know, the original church was right across the street. And all of the people except Justin probably, you remember the church? Pete, do you remember? Did you ever sit in the old church? No. But they sat in the old church um, there. So we're, they're going to sing a song in Italian this morning. And I think up on the screen we'll have the, the translation of that this morning. So Brother Nick, come and share and lead us in Fratelli Santi. Now just the one. That basically is what the first and second verse talk about. But I believe the key to the whole thing is found in verse number three. And it says this, holy brothers, with songs and hymns, we want to adore and thank the Creator with all of our heart, nel nomis santo, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the key, actually, to victory through our fighting is praise, worship, and adoring Him. Amen? Okay, so what I want you to do is, is kind of um, imagine being transported back. I won't say 100 years. I'll just say transported back to the old church across the street and... Pastor Dallaringa would open the service like the pastor said, and then he would turn to the congregation and say, Noi vogliamo cantare, cantare 273. So he would say, let's sing song number 273, Fratelli Santi. Okay, fratelli e sorelli, siamo pronto. Okay, tutti insieme. Okay, here we go, ready? Fratelli Santi, andiamo avanti, uniti insieme, di fede speme, combatteremo, vittoria avremo, nel nome santo del Signore. Fratelli Santi, andiamo avanti. Con in 
Amen. Amen. Sarah was in the back playing the mandolin, and that the mandolin was made in 1921. It's 100 years old. Uh, so that is awesome. Also, I want to draw your attention to uh, one of the original stained glass windows uh, from, the, from the old church across the street. So take a look at that before you leave today. Don't touch it, uh, but because uh, that can't be replaced. But uh, take a look at that. After the service, I'll talk a little bit more. We have fellowship and we have pictures and different things uh, on the social hall side. We have, um, we have such a rich history of which we won't be able to celebrate all in one day. So we're going to celebrate for the next year. Uh, each month on the fourth Sunday of each month for the next year, we're going to highlight different aspects of our uh, 100 years. And so Sue uh, Nuremberg put together a timeline of our church history, documented timeline with archival records and, and everything. It's really quite amazing. And so uh, Kim Pierce is putting it together in sentences for us. So this morning, Nick and I are going to read. Brother Nick, you want to come, come forward? We're going to read just the first part of the history of the church. So the goal is by the end of this celebration year, we'll have it all together in paragraph form that we can put together for people. Some of this stuff just come into my mind, so I'm going to say it while I'm thinking of it because I'll forget. Uh, we're taking pictures of every aspect of our day, and then we're going to combine them and put them in books uh, that you can, you can uh, have uh, for whatever, you know, whatever they cost. Digital photography is amazing, mm -hmm. but the problem is we need hard copies sometimes. So we're putting all that together as well. So stay in, in touch and in tune with what's going on throughout the year, not just today, because we have so much more that, that's going to go on through throughout the year. Okay, Brother Nick, I'm going to have you stand on this side of me if you don't mind. No matter the time past, present, or future, the mission of the church is to continue to wor the work of Jesus Christ on earth. If we sow the seed, it will flourish, it will grow, and God will be pleased. Hope Assembly was long ago planted in faith with dedication to the growth of fellowship and the making of disciples. Uh, before our time, a disciple was sowed like a seed and bloomed into our, past, our founding pastor, Pastor Dellaringa, who was born in Italy in 1893. The course of his life would bring him over 4,300 miles from Italy. In 1907, in Chicago, Illinois, Pastor Dellaringa was saved, and his journey would soon lead him to Malaga. In the early 1900s, Malaga, as many towns in New Jersey, had a wealth of opportunity for farmers. 
Many of our founding family, church families, were drawn to Malaga for these opportunities, and eventually their paths would cross. While living in this area, families found the travel to nearby areas of Vineland and Landisville for church services was not the best way for them to further their walk with the Lord. Travel was more difficult then, and a nearer place of worship was longed for. Brother Delaringa's journey would continue with the Monteleone family around 1920. They were saved through his preaching in Jersey City, New Jersey, and would soon move to Malaga. In May of 1921, the Monteleone family suffered the loss of their child, Lena, while living in Malaga. Pastor Delaringa preached the funeral service for their daughter. The following Sunday, Pastor Delaringa preached Sunday service in the Monteleone home in Malaga. And that home was where Borelli Bar- uh, Insurance is now, right on the corner there. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those that belong to the family of believers. Uh, during the next few months, the good news spread. In May of 1921, the Marino family was led to salvation through this ministry. Almost sounds like the mafia after a while. Don't it? All these names. So, I mean, you what's know. your point? I don't have a point. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, we're not a comedy team here. <laughs> we are. That's why we're not allowed to sit together That's in right. church. Okay. Then soon after, on June 1st, 1921, while listening to Pastor Delaringa preach in the Monteleone home, Biagio Spadafore was also led to salvation. Praise the Lord. Later that same month, the rest of the Spadafore family would also be saved. Finally, the long journey would be over. In July of 1921, Pastor Delaringa and Amelia Delaringa moved to Malaga and lived with the Spadafore family. The fellowship was strong, and the families were creating a community of faith. Well, it's impossible to highlight every uh, uh, family, although we're putting together the records of all of the original families from the time they came over from Italy and documentation and everything. We'll have that throughout the year. We do have five generations uh, that are still in the church from the Spadafore family. And if I remember correctly, Erica, I'm sorry I didn't tell you this ahead of time. I tried to call your mother and didn't get her, so it's her fault. But Erica, you don't have to stand, but just wave, wave your hand. Erica and her brother Aaron are the fifth generation of Spadafores uh, in, the, in the church. And they're an active and important part of our church ministry, and we're thrilled, uh, thrilled by that. In August of 1921, the church family would continue to grow with the salvation of the Rubino and Bassano families. Janet Bassano is here with us today. Soon after, on December 31st, 1921, before the new year had begun, the first water baptism was held at the Spadafore Farm. The next day, January 1st, 1922, Salvatore Farraca would be saved. Uh, The Farraccas are Liz and Stella's family from there. Uh, Let me ask, I'm not sure, do we have anyone from the Monteleone family here today? We have reached out and will continue to, but the Farraca family, Liz and Stella are cousins Uh, Their moms were sisters. These six founding families created the roots of our church. Through these disciples, we have all 
today, wherever we're at, in the cafe, social hall, here in the sanctuary, we have all been blessed through their lives. This house of faith has stood the test of time. You know what the Bible says, where two or more are gathered together, there I will be also. God has blessed this house of worship and all who have had and continue to be able to call it our church home. This morning we are sharing just the beginning of the story of Hope Assembly of God. Throughout the next year, we will tell you more and celebrate our past as we look forward to what is next. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Thank you to everyone that, that helped with that. Um, the last part before we have the choir go and sit somewhere, you might actually have to stay up here uh, for that. But I'm going to share the verse of the day and the theme verse for our year. And it's then Samuel took a stone and he named it Ebenezer saying, thus far, the Lord has helped us. And this is the perfect verse for our 100-year anniversary because we can look back on many years of God's faithfulness. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. But it also speaks to our future. As he helped us in the past, he will help us into the future. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so our phrasing for the year is this. We celebrate the past 100 years while we look forward to what is next. What is next? Let's say next together. Wow, that was pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Let's try it again. It's really just one, one word. You can do it. Come on. Next. There we go. As we celebrate what is next. I'm going to let you decide what you want to do. Um, find a spot. Stay up here. Whatever, you, whatever you'd like, like to do. So that's, that's, that's up to you uh, to do that. We want to have our children come forward. We're going to dismiss them. Uh, that'll help. There's some seats in the back. Um, you can sit. You can sit uh, out there. To me, this is what it's all about, the next generation. If we don't pass on the faith to the next generation, that's what it's all about. And so we're thankful for it. Let's pray together for our children. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for these gifts that you have given their families and to this church. We pray that you would bless them and watch over them and keep them safe. We pray, Lord, that they would accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior at the earliest possible age and serve you all the days of their lives. Bless their teachers and their helpers. Today we would ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Throughout the pandemic, we haven't been, we've been receiving offerings, but we've not used ushers for it. If you'd like to give an offering today at each of the doors is a box in which you can give. You can give online uh, or however uh, you, you want to do that. If you are a regular part of the church and don't have an offering envelope, then we uh, let us know and we'll ha be happy to help you, help you with that. If you are visiting with us today, we want to assure you that we want nothing from you. We want everything for you.
If you're visiting with us today, we're so excited, so excited to have you. It is a little difficult for me, and I, I mean this, with the masks to recognize everyone that is here. But I sure would like to say hello. Cat, I do recognize you. Uh, <laughs> Catherine. Sorry, I don't know if you still go by cat anymore. You were only, you know, now you're old and all that. So anyway, uh, old is tough, though. Maybe not old, older. But anyway, uh, we do welcome you. Uh, sorry if I, I can't recognize all, all of you uh, with your masks. Uh, but we want nothing from you. We want everything for you. God has been good to us, and this church, Pastor Don, has been so faithful so faithful throughout the time that I've been here. And uh, just they have loved their pastor and the family. They've loved my children. They love the staff. They love the Lord. They love their church. I just can't speak highly enough of the faithfulness of our people. Over the next few months, we're doing something called 100 for 100. And we're asking uh, those that can give $100 for the 100-year anniversary by September. Uh, we have some projects that we're working on, and we just want to say to the Lord, really, because that's what it's about. We give to the Lord to say, Lord, thank you for these hundred years, and we want to be part of the next hundred years. Thank you for the past. Thank you for the people that were faithful in the past so we can be here today, and we want to be a part of what you're doing next I don't mean this to sound as harsh as it's going to come out, but as time constraints, we as a church don't give prizes for giving. To the children we do, but not for adults. Uh, there will be no recognition whatsoever other than obedience and what God has in store for you. Because some can give more than 100. Some can't give 100 and will give less, but they will in actuality sacrifice more than anyone else. So we don't give prizes. There'll be no recognition at all. What we'll see is uh, we're passing on our faith to the next generation, thanking God for the past as we look forward to what's next. If you have any questions about that, I almost said email me, but you can email me at godgivesyouhope at gmail.com and we'll answer any questions that you have. We're extending it out through September because I know not everyone is prepared today or maybe you want to give in increments along the way. Uh, you're welcome to do that as well. But I look forward to be able to share with you what God has done and what he's going to continue to do and we'll keep you, keep you informed on that. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, a couple of announcements, uh, Wednesday Bible study on Facebook Live. If you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, please do that. Just go and search Hope Assembly of God, Newfield. You'll see it. Like the page, and then everything that we do will come up on your news feed, and you'll be able to see it along with all of the services online. Pastor Rick does... Uh, a burst of hope and hope for the grieving, and we have a lot of things throughout the week and throughout the, the year through Facebook. Uh, right after the service, we're having a fellowship in the social hall uh, through these doors and down the big hallway right up the steps. What we have is multiple tables of, of some artifacts and pictures and things through the year and through the history. We also have uh, cake and cupcakes. Now, If not for the pandemic, we'd all be eating pasta after this service. Believe me when I tell you. 
But we're going to have cake and we're going to have uh, cupcakes. Please join us. It's really not about that. It's about having fellowship together. I think one of the things Pastor, uh, Pastor Frank Simone, we'll call him Pastor Frank for today, all right? Uh, he's, he mentioned face-to-face. And that's what fellowship fellowship is. And so join us with that. So Joyce and Linda helped with that. We appreciate it. And so they sent me a picture yesterday uh, of them eating the cupcakes, okay? So I had a wedding yesterday, and after the wedding was over, um, I went up there, and nobody was in the kitchen. And so I may or may not have grabbed one of those cupcakes, and I may or may not have been just ready to take a bite. And don't you know, Linda and Joyce walk in the door, and they might have caught me red-handed eating the cupcakes. But I have a spiritual reason for it, because I wanted them to be good for all of you. (laughs) And so I was willing to sacrifice, sacrifice to make sure that they were acceptable to all of you. So uh, you're welcome. You're, you're, You're welcome. That almost sounds possible, right? That almost sounds feasible when you put it like that. Uh, last announcement, young adults um, is going to ha- are going to have a taco night on the 28th, which I will also be visiting. Have you noticed a common theme uh, here in, in that? Well, let's stand together. Another one of the things that we're going to be doing is we have chosen songs that were either written in the decade that we're highlighting for this decade's the 20th. They were either written or popular in that decade. So the first song we're going to sing is, was popular in the 1920s and remains popular, written by Fanny Crosby, and it's entitled, To God Be the Glory. Isn't that a great song for us to sing today? Thanks, Brother Nick. Atonement for sin and open the life gate that all may go. Oh, sing it now. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Oh, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give. Him the glory, great things He hath done. Oh, perfect redemption, the purchase of blood. To every believer, the promise of God. The vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus. Hallelujah. Upon it. Sing it, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Great things he has taught us, great things he has done, and great 
How rejoicing through Jesus the Son, but purer and higher and greater will be. How wonder, how transport, when Jesus we see us singing, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he has done. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Thank you. though. Wait, there we go. Good. It's an honor this morning to have Reverend Don James with us. Pastor Don is the New Jersey District Superintendent overseeing 255-ish churches with over 600 credential holders, which represent thousands and thousands of people in our great state of New Jersey. Pastor Don and his wife Donna pastored Bethany church in Wyckoff for almost 30 years, no, 35 years, and served as our assistant superintendent for 16 years. A little over a year ago, he willingly left a well-established growing church to take over leadership of our network in time of need. At a stage of life where most were considering retirement, Pastor Don accepted a position of leadership when everything was unknown because of the worldwide pandemic. While I've known Pastor Don for many years, it's been a joy to watch him lead our network courageously and contagiously. Philippians 4, 5, and 6 says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In this passage, gentleness has the idea of contagious calm, being so calm that it catches on with other people, that it affects others around you. Well, this is Pastor Don James. He's a man of God called to lead at such a time as this, and we're honored to have him today. Let's welcome Reverend Don James to Hope Assembly of God this morning. Thank you, Randy. God bless you. Why don't you stay up here just a moment with me? Good morning, everybody. I want to welcome you. I guess you're in different parts of the building as well. Right. Great. Well, that's awesome. Well, Randy, we did our network summit, and we had to do some live and some virtual. That's our gathering of all of our credential holders and churches. And uh, during that time, we recognized some of our churches that have excelled in several different areas. And one of them is in missions. And one of the prizes we give or, you know, the awards we give for missions has to do with we award the top three churches that give their total. But sometimes our smaller churches don't get the recognition because they actually do sacrificially 
as much as some of our larger churches. And yours is one of those churches that uh, is a beautiful little crystal award in here for Hope Assembly of God, for being in all of the New Jersey district, number two wow. in per capita giving Amen. at over $750 per individual. Wow. That is really remarkable and actually rates very high in the nation. Wow. And so this is in here. Thank it's God. a gorgeous little thing. You can Thank show you. it to the people. Thank and you. And congratulations on some great leadership. Thanks so much. God bless Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. We love Randy and Dora. They're good friends. I'll, we'll bring this to the social hall and display it so everyone can see it. Thanks, Pastor Don. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Well, well, this is fun, isn't it? Hundred years? Can you imagine? Hey, why don't we pray? Let's get that out of the way before I forget. All right. Thank you, Father. What a joyous day. In a world that doesn't have much to celebrate, God, we take time to celebrate an astounding accomplishment. A church that has not only grown for 100 years, but stayed relevant, reaching people with vision in front of them. So many wonderful things to be thankful for, but great things to come. So I bless you, and I bless every person here. We talked to those online earlier. We bless those in the other parts of the building today, Jesus. We thank you. Would you just continue now? It's my prayer for this congregation to do wonderful things I know that there are wonderful verses that you talk about what you want to do, Lord, in our lives, and we take hold of those things today in Jesus' great name. Can everybody say amen? amen? It is about what we take hold of, right? What we choose to do. Well, I'm thankful, Pastor Randy, Dory, for thanks for letting us come and, and share today. My wife would have loved to have been here. She had accepted a previous speaking engagement. She's doing a conference all weekend in, in North Jersey, also just love her. She's a great speaker, and uh, so she's she's sharing. We prayed with each other on the phone, so we're both driving to our to our assignments this morning. But uh, anyway, 100 years isn't that uh, isn't that a remarkable thing? Uh, was, is anybody here that was there then? It could could be possible. It might be it might be a reach. Just get really just kidding. But uh, uh, I did meet some of the families that almost almost right. All right. Well, but. Uh, you have to be really careful when you start talking about people's ages, all right? Well, on behalf of the New Jersey Ministry Network, we want to congratulate all of you. It really is an amazing uh, accomplishment, and I'll share a little bit. I can identify a little bit with that. But I uh, want to tell you that though you've come through a great season, to begin to expect a new season. Can you give me an amen on that? That God is always up to something new. He said to Isaiah, he spoke through Isaiah, that God is doing a new thing. There's always fresh water that he wants to come our way. And so our network has been praying for you, knowing that this anniversary was coming about, that not only would you be able to celebrate today, but really that you would see and move into a new sense and a new season of revival, a new season of renewal in your personal lives, uh, because that's what God is up to in this day and age, in spite of all that is going on around us. And uh, I want to tell you, I love the local church. Uh, I, I still consider myself a pastor to our 600 credential holders, but I miss pastoring, and I've, it's only been about a year and a half. I, I miss it very, very much because I believe that the local church is the hope of the world. You think about that for a minute. 
Where in this world can you establish and find the kind of friends, the kind of hope, the kind of message, the, the kind of deliverance, freedom, power that comes to our lives outside of the local church of Jesus Christ? God gave us a great gift in the local church. As a matter of fact, a little bit earlier, we talked to the people online that, you know, in the Bible, there's really only two great institutions that come from the hand of God. One of them is the institution of marriage that we see clear back in Genesis. The other is the institution of the church. These two things that are near and dear to God's heart that he puts blessing on. Jesus himself talked about the church. He said in Matthew 16, verse you know very well, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I've heard that verse misquoted so many times because I think sometimes we think that hell is pressing in on us and we're going to hold on to the very end and at the last second we're going to barely make it. Do you know that's not at all what that talking about? Think about that verse. Uh, in the ancient world, gates were defensive things. So it's not the church that's on the defense. It's the devil. It's the things of the kings of the world. They're the ones on defense, and they will not win. The gates of hell will not prevail against this charging, moving forward church. And we live for that every single day. Well, as you said, we had the privilege of, of pastoring a church for nearly 35 years. Uh, we had a chance to do a lot of anniversaries, and we had a chance to do a 100th anniversary at Bethany Church just 10 years ago. Bethany Church started in 1911, and when we went there in 1986, much like your congregation, this had been primarily an Italian fellowship. As a matter of fact, my first Sunday, I joked and I said, my last name is James. I think we are the only ones in the congregation whose last name ends in a consonant, Right. And so, but a wonderful, wonderful time. We just loved our, our time there and had just a, a great thing. You know, it, those celebrations are good. I, I heard the story of the guy that was, was uh, reading his newspaper one day and his wife comes in and just gives him this big old hug. And, and uh, she said, I bet you don't know what, remember what today is. And he said, oh, of course I do. And then she leaves and he goes, oh, I don't have a clue what today is. And so he's thinking, I've really blown it. And his mind is racing all of a sudden. He goes, oh, is, did, I, did I miss it? Is this is her, her birthday or something? And so he calls the florist and says, send out a dozen, you know, roses to her because something's going on. And, and then he gets thinking a little bit, wait a minute, wait a minute. This can't be her birthday. Maybe it's our, is it our anniversary? And he's thinking, so he goes down to the jewelry store and he picks out this beautiful necklace and he has it delivered to her. And then a little bit later, he's going, Oh, I don't know whether it's enough. I, I don't know if, I, I, if I've covered all the bases. Let me stop by the store and get a box of big chocolates and, and take that to her. And so he pulls up in the driveway and, and she comes out and he gives her the, the chocolates and she just gives him this big old hug and she says, oh, thanks, honey. This is the best Groundhog Day I've ever had. Well, today for your church is more important than Groundhog Day. And so I want to talk to you for just a few minutes this morning about three really important things to think about as you, as you move forward, because it is next. It is now, but it's also next. And in the Bible, there's a wonderful passage that gives us some instruction about where we are, but how to move forward. 
because it talks about where we've been, about where we are at present, but also how we move into the future. So I hope you brought up your Bible. We'll put the verses up on the screen if you didn't. Philippians chapter 3 or your, your smartphone or your dumb phone or whatever you have, wherever you want to find the Bible there. Look at verse 12 with me. Not that I've already obtained all of this or I've already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Wow, I love this passage. It is great advice not only for the church, but it's great advice for any individual who wants to move forward in the plan of God. Philippians 1.6 is a great life verse of mine. It says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to what? Completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God has a plan for us. And so we always took, uh, at our church, we took every occasion we could to, to celebrate and to know that God had many opportunities in store for us. And so we, we would pause and, and celebrate those moments, but we would also take up the challenge that God had more in, in line for us. And so when I looked at this passage, it said, it, to me, it, it seemed like Paul was saying, there's some action steps you can take. I like Bible passages that gives us some steps, gives us some action we can take. And this is a, a really, really good one, again, for the church of the individuals. And when I looked at it, I, I saw three things that Paul seemed to be talking about here. Maybe you notice it. First of all, he, he evaluated where he was at the present time celebrating God's victories, but realizing things were to come. Next, he tried to eliminate from his life anything that would prevent him from accomplishing God's total will for his life. And lastly, he was determined to look forward into God's plan, and, and he challenged the church to which he was writing to escalate their actions and even escalate their visions for the future. So very practical. Well, let's take a minute and just take a look at each of these and how they apply to our lives and let us be motivated not to settle for anything less than God's best. First of all, Paul talked about the idea of evaluation. Can you say evaluation? Evaluation. Look at verse 13 again. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. He says, look at, I, I, I'm moving forward, but I have not yet arrived. And that's kind of an amazing statement to me because, man, Paul is, a, is an old man by now riding more than likely from a Roman prison. And if I would think that anybody would have arrived, it would have been the Apostle Paul. I mean, think of it. At this point in his life, he had already written a great part of the New Testament. He had helped spread Christianity throughout most of the Roman Empire. He had made an impact on the world of his time in unmeasurable ways that are still impacting our lives today. And yet Paul, this great apostle, at the end of his life says, I don't have it all together. I, I haven't arrived yet. I'm not perfect. He says, I too am still growing. And so when we think about God doing wonderful things in the life of a church over 100 years, well, you want to be thankful for that, but you need to evaluate the idea that none of us have actually arrived yet. 
So anniversaries are great moments to take a look at things in the past and rejoice over those, but they're also times for us to look at maybe some of the difficult times in our lives because every church goes through good times and every church goes through bad times. Every individual has good times. Every individual has some tough times. We can learn valuable lessons, church, from both. Both of those things. So, Pastor Randy, if you've not already done so, I suggest sit down with your leadership team and, and catalog all those good things that's happened during your ministry and your time here. But also catalog those things that are challenging, that you need to, to, to look at. Maybe mistakes you've made and things you don't want to repeat because that's what evaluation is all about. For many, many years of our life and all the years I was pastoring, by the way, we pastored 10 years in Denver before we came to New Jersey, and uh, uh, I've always spent a part of January fasting and praying. This year, it was wonderful to lead our network in what we called 21 for 21, 21 days of fasting and prayer to get our year going. Well, that is not just something in my life this year. I always try to do it. I think it's a good start, usually trying to shed about 15 pounds, right? And so, good time to add a little bit of prayer with it. But uh, in doing so, uh, all my life that I've been a believer, early in, my, in, early in my Christian life, I've been a believer 51 years, saved out of a background of drugs and alcohol. And uh, all of that time, early on, I learned to journal. And so I've journaled for all, all these years of my life, but especially in January during that time. And I would ask God, say, Lord, show me good things that you want repeated in my life, repeated in our church. But show me some of the things, Lord, that hasn't served you, hasn't served me, or maybe has not served the church so well. So we can kind of deal with those things. Good things happen. Things are a little bit of a challenge also happen. And so we should never be content with where we are, knowing that God is not finished with us yet. It's such a, a challenging and important time when we do this evaluation in our life. And you, you mentioned that we should never come to the place that we think we've arrived. And so when we had been at the church for 30 years, an opportunity came our way that scared me, if I could just be really transparent with you, that we had many years driven by from one of our campuses. We have six campuses in North Jersey. We had driven by this tremendous YMC. It was a Hebrew uh, center, actually, that was 88,000 square feet. And I always, in a good Christian way, coveted that building. And so the opportunity came our way, and when we heard that the price on it was $14 million and it was in bad shape, I thought, oh, man, well, we finally, I don't have time this morning. We went through a whole bunch of things. I said, Lord, you know, at the, at the, at the time, I was 65 years old. I'm thinking, I, I don't know that I want to get into this. I don't know, I don't know if I want to get into a. $10 million, and then we needed to put another $20 million with it to renovate. I don't know if I want a $30 million project, and, and, but I felt God doing it. And the Lord used this verse, Randy. You've not arrived yet. You, you mean you're only believing me up till you're 65, and then you don't believe me beyond that? Because he said, Paul may have been older than you. And here he is writing these things. And so we took a huge step. We bought this incredible building. We moved our Washington Township Fellowship in there. I don't know if there's a picture of it, but uh, 
Anyway, that's the, that's the Bethany uh, Community Center in Washington Township in, in the north. And do you know, now COVID affected us a little bit, but we began to see hundreds and hundreds of people from the community come into all of the various programs. It's got an Olympic pool and all of these things. And uh, our Washington Township Church that started with 80 people grew to 800 in the last five years. And uh, part of it is because God expanded our vision. So don't, don't get stuck. And then just a year ago, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, we, I had my, my retirement plan in place, by the way. I really sincerely did. We had started the plan, and then God spoke to my life. He had to be, basically uh, pin me down, beat me up about, are, are you stopped? You know, do you tell me what to do now, or do I tell you what to do? And I said, you tell me what to do, Lord. And we made ourselves available for this position. And uh, so, uh, yeah, at 70 years of age, we're the brand-new superintendents uh, of New Jersey. But a time of evaluation. You may also want to talk about a time of elimination, because look what Paul says here. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind. Now, Paul's not saying that we don't celebrate good things that, that God has been doing, but what he is saying is you can't live in your past, even in the bad things. In all these years of pastoring, and you would agree with this, my brother, we see people that can never put their past behind, even though Jesus has forgiven it. They live in their past more than they do in the present and in the future, and it always holds them back. And, and there's a couple of things that needs to happen. So Paul talks about you need to, A, forget your failures. Forget your failures. Don't continually rehearse those things that you've messed up because we all mess up things. Turn to somebody beside you and say, you know, I mess up. And somebody just said, yeah, I know you do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and so, but here's what, here's what Psalm 103 says. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed your transgressions from you. If God doesn't remember your sins, why do you keep remembering them? Forgiveness is powerful. Satan's biggest trick is to paralyze us by having us live in our past and manipulate our minds with bad memories from things out of our past. Every church, every person has things they wish had not happened. I've got a lot of them. But don't allow those things to be a foothold. Paul said, don't give the devil a foothold in your life that hold you down because God has good things in store for you. And so you think about, here's Paul writing this, and you think about his early life, you know. He was a persecutor of the church. He had a lot of things that could have haunted him. He had things that he had chose to dwell on those he would have never moved forward. Oh, I'm too bad. I'm too rotten. All the crummy things I did, I could never, God could never use somebody like me. God, God would never even think about taking me forward. But that's not the attitude he took. He said, I'm a new person in Jesus Christ. I have a new future in Jesus Christ. I have new things that I've not even thought about that God has in store for me in Jesus Christ. And he moved forward in those things. And all of those things could have happened, you know. Nothing you will ever do will change your past. You can learn from it, but you can't live there any longer. The other thing, so sometimes we need to forget our failures, but sometimes we need to forget our successes. 
Because just like failure, you can learn from success, but you can't learn there, you can't live there also. You, you can have accomplishment in your life, but if you only live in the past of your accomplishment, you will become complacent. You'll become lazy. You'll not believe God for some of the greater things he still has in store for you, even though you may have had things. I read the story of a, of a, of a young man uh, hundreds of years ago, Greek artist by the name of Timantheus. And Timantheus was a talented painter. And so even as a teenager, he, he, he painted this masterful work of art. But every day he would just come in and gaze upon it and how beautiful the job he did. He was enraptured by it and, and he, he he's got to the point he didn't paint anything else. And so one day he came in to gaze upon his painting to find out that it had been all blotted out. And he was frustrated and angry about it. So he, he went to his teacher and said, who in the world did this? And his teacher said, I did. Because that accomplishment is holding you back from your future. You're talented. Go try again. And if you know his story, he went on and he painted a painting that's called The Sacrifice of Virginia, which to this day is one of the greatest works of art that has ever been painted. If he would have rested in his laurels and only gazed on what he'd done in the past, he would have never painted the masterpieces of his future. God has a masterpiece in store for our churches and for our lives. It will just move on in those things. We can't live in our past, whether it's bad or even our successes. Somebody said, you can't run a race looking backwards. You've got to focus on what's ahead. So Paul said, do some evaluation maybe even some elimination. But then he also said, but there needs to be a point of escalation in your life. In verse 13, at the ends of by saying, straining toward what is ahead, I press on. He says, I escalate. I, I'm moving forward. Webster describes this word escalate to mean increase in the intensity or seriousness of something. You, you see that in this verse. He says, I'm straining toward, toward what's ahead. He says, I'm, I'm later, I'm pressing on. I'm escalating the intensity of this. It, like his army escalates their effort in a war. That's what Paul talks about. It's a very, very interesting Greek word, this idea of pressing on. It's the Greek word dioko. Everybody say it with me. Dioko, okay? Now you can say you know a little Greek, okay? And I'm not talking about the guy that owns a diner down the road, right? But you know a little bit of Greek language here. And it means to move swiftly. It's actually a term that they use when a person was at the oars of a great ship, pressing in, moving that thing forward. But do you know it's also used in two places in the New Testament for the word persecution? And it's used of the Apostle Paul himself when he was persecuting the church. It says it was dioko. He was executing Dioko against the church. Otherwise, he was saying, with all of my might, I am chasing after these church members who are trying to spread Christianity. Because if you're new to the faith, Paul started as an opposer of Christianity, jailing and stoning and even killing some of the believers. He said, that intensity, that pressing in, that Dioko that I used to chase people down, now I'm using to chase God. Same intensity different direction. So in your life, what is gaining your intensity? What grabs your energy? What moves you forward? 
Those are great questions if we're going to move on in God. Several years ago, I read Tommy Tenney's book, The God Chasers. I don't know if you read it. I love that book. That book challenged me. If you're unfamiliar with it, it's a, it's a book about the traits of people uh, throughout history who totally chased after God, and they desired his deep presence in their lives each and every day. Well, I read that book, and I was not only personally challenged by it, but I, I took it before our church, and, and this is what I, what I said to them. I still remember it. I said, what, what might happen? If every single one of us choose to become God chasers, what might happen in North Jersey? What might happen in our lives? What might happen in our families? What might happen in our universities as our college students go out and become God chasers instead of world chasers? What might happen? And we began to see a group of people press in. I was actually so thrilled that they took up this charge to, to press on and become God chasers. And so we, we began to see this work in a local congregation. When we went to Bethany in 1986, it was a little under 200 people in the church. When we left last year, there was a little over 3,000 people in six campuses in the church. There used to be only one campus in the church. Not because we're cool leaders, but because we did it as an army. We began to see an army move forward at the speed of unity. Rob Ketterling's new book, by the way, very, very good. And so we did that. And so many things happened. Our first year, we gave $34,000 to missions, which was not bad in 1986. Our last year there, we gave $2.3 million to missions, number six in the nation. Why? Because people got it. The lights went on. The lights can go on for your congregation today. Only God knows the capability of what can happen when a congregation gets it and presses on, Dioko. And so I want to challenge you today to make that decision at this 100-year mark, to not stop here. I saw it. I saw it early on. Next. What's next? Things you can't even imagine. I'm not going to steal your ending verse. I love it. It's my life verse, by the way. It's my life verse. Dioko. Look at what Paul says. Look at verse 14 again. I press on. Where do I press on toward? Toward the goal to win the what? The prize to which God has called me, heavenward in Christ Jesus. So what lies ahead of you? Well, if you and I believe the Bible, the Bible tells us there's a great prize that lies before us. Some of that reward happens on earth. Some of it happens after we go to heaven. But God wants to bring an increase. God's anointing wants to be upon your church. Paul said, I put my eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. We're all going to make a determination on where we put our eyes. You know, we just came through a really tough political year, you know, and, and so much political debate. And I don't know where you fell on that thing, but somebody was asking me about it. And I, look, at I get the political thing. I understand all of that. But I want to tell you what I told a group of people, our pastors and everything. And I said, here's really what it comes down to. I never looked at who was in the White House when we decided to do something great for God. 
I never prayed and said, Lord, should we buy this building? Should we give this missions offering? Should we take this trip? Should we do this based on who's in the White House? And this is what I said. I don't care who's in the White House. I care who's on the White Throne. Because he's the one who determines the course of the prize that we win. He's the one that's going to determine what happens in Hope Assembly of God, in your family, in your lives, as we go. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store. Are we going to do it? You bet we are. Dioko, press on for the prize as a congregation. And should the Lord tarry, may the next 100 years be more glorious than the last 100 years. This is your time. The baton is handed to you now. Others that we saw on the screen, they've run their race. Now the baton is handed to you. This is our opportunity to take it and run for the glory of God. Come on, let's pray together. We bless you, Father. Thank you for this great church, God, and great pastoral team here. Thank you, Lord, for what you want to do. Today, Lord, you're going to turn the life of somebody around, somebody who's been stuck. Today, God, you're going to turn a family around who's been living in the past, needs to live in the promise. Today, God, you're going to begin to put a seed of faith into this congregation to do incredible things, Lord. I bless you for that. I pray for this pastor and his wife, Lord. I pray for their team here. Pray for every congregant, Lord. I pray for this region, Lord. We need great churches in New Jersey. And we need great churches at the end of time, Lord. And so I bless you that we could be here in our destiny that you provided for us, Lord. You have called us for such a time as this to be in your kingdom in Jesus' great name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. As I was walking to church this morning, I had my suit on and uh, someone passed by. And I didn't know who they were. And I, I thought, I wonder if they think because of the suit and, and all of that, that, that I'm not good enough for church. You know what the gospel is? You're right. You're not good enough for God. But he's good enough for you. You're not here by chance or coincidence today. You're not here just because it's the 100th anniversary and we're gathering to celebrate. God has ordained this moment for you. For you. As I was sitting there thinking, you know, what he does is he takes our, I get, you know, our not goodness. <laughs> the Bible would say unrighteousness, our not goodness. And then he puts 
his goodness on us and his righteousness. That's the gospel. You're not good enough for God, but he's good enough for you. And he was so good that he wants to pass that goodness onto you today. And so next for you is up to you. Maybe you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior. Your very next step is to accept him as Lord and Savior. Nothing else matters. When we get to eternity, nothing else matters. And here's the deal. God loves you. And he didn't just say it. He proved it by sending his son to die on the cross for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. And if you ask at this moment, you will be forgiven completely, totally, absolutely, if you ask. He's done his work on the cross so that we don't have to do any works. We just have to receive what he has asked from us. There are others today that your next step is to take the next step. You've been kind of here and stuck. God's got another step for you. My first sermon I preached here as the pastor 22 years ago was Jesus is the bright and morning star. It's the last name of Jesus in the Bible, the book of Revelation. And it meant that God was ushering in a new day. You know, I believe in my heart that as we celebrate this day, God is ushering in a new day. A new day. I'm telling you, I'm just as excited now, if not more so, about what God has in store for us than I was as a 32-year-old coming into a new church. I'm excited about what God is doing. What's your next step? So watch. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's your next step. Don't worry about anything else. That's your next step. If you have been serving God but you're kind of stuck, then he has a next step for you. I want to pray with you. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, I pray for those, Lord, that are responding to your love for the first time right now at this very moment. That there's a transformation that's taking place in their hearts, Lord. That they're calling out to you and you're receiving them and you're welcoming them. And they're exchanging their unrighteousness for your righteousness. For all that they've done wrong, they give that to you and they receive all that you have done for them. You're saving people now. You're forgiving people right now. You're setting people free right now from their past. They thought that they couldn't take the next step because of what they've done years ago. That's over with and done. This is a new day, a new start, a new beginning, a new life. And we thank you for it. For those, Lord, that recognize they're kind of stuck where they're at. Now they know you've got more in store for them. Help them, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, because that's the only way we can do it, through the power of the Holy Spirit to take that next step in our walk with you, because you have great things in store for us. And we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment, that eternity is different, will be different for us because of this moment right now. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
If you've just accepted the Lord for the first time, I'm going to ask you to reach out to us. What we do here, what we endeavor to do is to help people grow in their relationship to the Lord. Everything we do is about helping you grow in your relationship to the Lord. Whether you're just serving the Lord uh, for the first day today or you've served the Lord for decades, we want to help you to grow in that. Reach out to us in any way that you can imagine. We're there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't do TikTok videos yet. How many even know what TikTok videos are? Yeah, some of you. I don't do those yet, but we're getting there. I'm sure one these days when I fall off the platform, somebody will have videoed it, and it'll end up there somehow. But anyway, God gives you hope at gmail.com. I will reach out to you personally and help you take that next step in your walk with the Lord. Well, what a great day. We want to close our service today. I ask Brother Nick, come and join us. Uh, any of the other crew that, want, that was up here that wants to join us. This song was written in 1923. Okay, it was copywritten in 1923, and it is an awesome song. Just as we sang to God be the glory at the beginning, we're going to close our service with this one. It's called Great is Thy, what? Thy Faithfulness. Let's stand together um, as we sing this. Great is Thy Faithfulness.
Hallelujah. Well, bless the Lord. He is faithful. Has been, is, and will be. One last thing I promise. It's hard for preachers that haven't preached. <laughs> hard. I promise. Come back to Jesus, would you? Come back to Jesus. That's all that matters. For some, and I'm not thinking of anybody in particular. I know the church is different than what you remember, and we don't, you know, it's just different. I get that. But Jesus isn't any different at all. Our methods are different, but the mission's not changed. The message not changed. Come home. Come home. Come home. Because he's coming back. I want you to be a part of that. Well, what a great day today. Man. So great. I was excited. Like, I didn't know who was coming. You never know. Nobody has to be here except me and some of the other staff. It sure makes it a whole lot better when you all come. We want you to stay and have fellowship together with us. If you didn't get one of the newspapers, uh, that's just a, it has the anniversary in there just as a keepsake. We have other things that we're planning for later in the year as well uh, that we'll let you know. But stay for fellowship. Uh, uh, Upstairs, Pastor Joe, I hope you're still listening. Pastor Joe, get off your phone, Pastor. No, I'm just kidding. Pastor Joe, tell Linda De Silvio to wait until I get there. Wait until I get there. She'll understand that. Um, so we're not going to eat until we can get some pictures and cut the cake. Sorry. But I'll pray for the food <laughs> and we'll give our benediction. Lord, thanks for this glorious day, this time that we've had together really to celebrate you and who you are. Bless each person, each family. Thanks for the changes that you have uh, made in people's lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. And bless the food, amen. And now to him, and say it, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ask or more than we could imagine, to him be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, amen, amen.